Welcome to my basement, everybody. How you doing, Scott Jones? Scott's not here today, Victor. Oh, who's this? This is Lonnie Anderson. Oh, my co-host today is Lonnie Anderson. Star of television and film. Yes, from WKRP in Cincinnati. It's been a long time since we've seen you in the public, uh, Lonnie. How how have Uh, you been? I'm looking for that old scamp, Burt Reynolds. Oh, yes. He was here last week. Weren't we a beautiful couple? You were a beautiful couple. You were, yes. Can you bring Scott back? Because I'm thoroughly creeped out. Ah, Victor, you know, I am... I'm like a man of a thousand voices. I'm like the Rich Little of video games. You're the Lon Chaney of audio. I can do anything. You know what we got to do on the show? We got to have a contest. We got to have people call in and or Skype and do their very best Vin Diesel impression. This is impossible. It is impossible. We have been trying to do this for about a week now, ever since we saw the film Riddick, which is in theaters today. And uh, it is impossible. You can do anybody. I, I, I know you can do a really good Lonnie Anderson. Let me hear your Lonnie Anderson. Hi. Oh, How man. are you, Scott? I just, I can't do I just got like a half a piece terrible. of wood. Yeah, <laughs> that was really that. sexy. Hey, Usually, I, you have to pay a dollar ninety nine a minute for that. It's, it's impossible. We're going to talk about uh, Riddick in a second. But yeah, what first are you in of a hurry all, for? listen, we just got out of the studio. We I, just got back to the basement. I, I, Let's I relax. I know. Let's we've been working like dogs. We have like dogs. We've got a lot of trips coming up, so we're kind of shooting in anticipation of that. But there's something very exciting about today's show. What is it? It's our very first sponsored episode of Vic's Basement, and we have to thank PlayStation. I'm doing it right off the bat. Does that mean I'm, that we're going to get a paycheck for today? Uh, I'm just hoping they send us a free PlayStation 4, but it's uh, it, Sony and the PlayStation 4 are sponsoring Vic's Basement and uh, the website, and we are very happy and grateful, and of course everybody knows this that listens to this podcast already, but there, here is our reminder. PlayStation 4 comes out on November 15th. If you can pre-order the PlayStation 4, I suggest you do so. And if you have not been able to pre-order out. it, then you're screwed. I think I think people are screwed. You know what? You I actually anyways. pre-ordered one. So uh, if you're really nice to me, oh, maybe. Maybe we'll give one away. Or if you're Lonnie Anderson, then you <laughs> might get Lonnie Anderson one. will get a free PlayStation 4. So we will make can I just happen. read this tweet you sent me last night? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the text? <laughs> now we've, Yeah, okay, go ahead. I had to delete 20 gigs of games to be able to download Diablo 3. <laughs> Fucking bullshit. <laughs> These are the kind of sex sexts that I get from Victor Lucas in the middle of the night. I went through the same thing with the Wii U recently. I had to yeah. clean everything out. I got yeah. to get one of those external hard drives now because, and I know how you are. You know, I'm okay deleting the stuff. I hate deleting the stuff. I know you hate deleting the, the stuff. The you can download take... it again, though. You I still know, own it. I know. I mean, that's the one good thing about the future of, uh, of video game media is that it's always there in the cloud. You can grab it anytime you want. But I hate running out of room on the hard drive. I just and having love to... the fucking bullshit. <laughs> Because it takes so long to download well, this and, game. I to mean, begin the with. truth of it is, is that we are inundated with so many awesome things to play right now. Really, truly, there are a lot of really great games. If you count all of the, uh, you know, handheld things and all of the iOS and there's all of some the, things to play. I will, I will give you Steam that. And the Steam stuff and the and the indie stuff. It's not an overwhelming amount. It's pretty overwhelming. Do you remember right 2010? Now. Yeah. That was overwhelming. Well, I, I, you know, certainly when you think about, uh, you know, the the hot game months, yes. But now with the choice, man, there are like, more seriously. games now than there have been in this it's year, crazy. in which has and been then, a desert. And then that stupid Kingdom Rush. 
which not, is banned from the show. It. We can't talk about that anymore. Well, you keep bringing it up. I you know, brought it up when we were shooting today, and now I you're know. bringing it up again. Why is it on your mind? But the thing is, when you delete these games, you know that 75 million other good ones are coming, and you're not going to get back to playing some of these awesome games that you have to delete. But you and don't have you know you're only one person, and you have a family. Carding. I want that's to go a, back into that game. That's all right. Deleted be, it. Deleted okay. Metal Gear Solid, Ri- Metal Gear Rising. You're okay. Deleted it. You're okay. And you're going to you know, be fine. You don't need those games. But you know what I did games. do is I started downloading a whole bunch of other ones. When Great. I, when I had to make the 20 gigs of room, I started saying, oh, Cloudberry Kingdom, downloading it. You know what I... DuckTales <laughs> Remastered, downloading it. Cloudberry Kingdom. I better get on that one. <laughs> you know, and then of, of course Diablo Three. Which you know is what I did over the weekend? What did you do? Some things that were private and I can't talk about. Okay, but I, I did some that's things. What this podcast. Was. No, 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 not all of those things. Okay. We right. still have some young listeners out there. Okay, uh, we're going to answer some listener mail later in the show. But first, I wanted to talk about what I played, and one of those games was. Uh, on the system that has an unlimited hard drive, practically, that's the PC. Right. I played Gone Home. Yeah. Have you tried this game? I downloaded it. I, I, I actually had I had uh, PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, Wii U, and PC games downloading all at the same time last mm. night. Yeah, your poor broadband. I this so is cool. This is the sound. <laughs> I am the Your wife's like, can I marry you, you again? <laughs> You're so beautiful to me! <laughs> yeah, no, I was downloading everything. That was one of the games that I did download yesterday. Okay, so you, a I lot of these things. Yeah, you're downloading these things, yeah. but whether or not you actually get around to playing them, yes. you like having the things. I, I listen. Yes, I I'm a collector now. I'm a digital collector, but no, I have not played. I heard it's amazing. I can't wait to try. Yeah, but and uh, what's you your know thought? what? Well, I loaded it up yeah. and I started playing it, and I was ready for a moody experience. I didn't really expect to have to read so much. Right. So much fucking reading. I hate yeah. when I go to a movie and all of a sudden they put text on the screen. Right. Like, come on. You want a break from reading when you take, I you read get into enough. interactive entertainment yeah. or, or a, a sit down to watch a but, show or a movie, right? You know what's remarkable about Gone Home is so much of the writing is excellent and right. the way that the, the world is, is, is laid out. I don't want to say too much more than that. Stephen Raju reviewed it on the show. They yeah. both gave it 8.5. Yeah. Uh, at this point, and they're, it's so different. You know, right. it's actually not that different. It's exactly Exactly like the games we were playing 25 years ago, um, only those games were very spare computer games. They, you know, in fact, they were so spare. Some of the games that I used to play, some of the text-based adventures, were all text. Those games existed on the computer screen in my mind. Right. You know, like I remember playing this game on the VIC-20, which was my first. Uh, com- my, that was my f- first gaming system. Was the VIC-20 computer? Was it Zork? How fucking old am I? You're old. No, it was. It was this thing. It was called like. Uh, vampire dark night of the vampire or something and you had to you were in this village and you just had to like type you know go to village or yeah, something and yeah. then like you arrive in a village there is a barrel <laughs> open the barrel inside the barrel there is a pendant and then you take I, the pendant up I to never dracula's had patience castle for those kinds of games it felt like you were also building the game as you were playing it you, you were building type, it in your I, mind i, I mean I your relationship with the game was I very know. intimate and i yeah. remember this very tense moment when uh when i got to the, the i finally encountered the vampire you encounter dracula yeah. and then what do you do you know it's like take out the pendant he is blinded, you know, and now like stab heart, you know, you type in, you're like, I hope that works. And I remember my mother and my brother, it was one of the only sort of family 
computer gaming moments we ever had together. They kind of came in because I used to play on the little. Really? The I, I had. They, I, they were around you playing. They were around me in this awesome. one moment because they could see how excited I was, even though it was just a bunch of text on a stupid, you know, the Vic Twenty text where the letters were like three inches high. Yeah. I was playing on their tiny black and white TV screen. Oh, that's awesome. And uh, and then I think like a carload of girls pulled up in a car outside, and my brother got in and drove away and like flipped me off. <laughs> my younger brother, you'll never get laid. You know, I have an. I was like, but I killed Dracula in a uh, text adventure. Well, meanwhile, back in the uh, the Lucas household, we were playing um, uh, Smurf on uh, ColecoVision. Oh, and Smurf. I, and I remember, uh, or Smurfs. Yeah. Is it Smurf? What's the plural of Smurfs? Of Smurfs. Smurf. Smurf. Smurfs. It, they're Smurfs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like pervs. Uh, but I, I remember we were playing, uh, I think it was Smurfs. We were okay, playing the Smurfs. Smurfs on ColecoVision. Get on with it. It's Smurfs. You're playing yeah, Smurfs. And, it's and not my, Smurf. Uh, my grandmother, who's passed on, Meme. Uh, she was playing with us, and she was t- thoroughly entertained because Smurfs on ColecoVision looked like a little cartoon. So you were having this introspective, thoughtful, literate experience on your Vic-20, and we were playing Smurfs and cackling like uh, goofballs over at my place. There was a game called Smurf Rescue in Gargamel's Castle. Right. That was a ColecoVision game. Maybe that's what it was. But, but I think it, there it was, was also fun. one called Smurfs or yeah. Smurfs. It was pretty fun, man. Smurfs. And you know, one of the games that I downloaded out of the seventy-five thousand that I was downloading. Yeah, make last sure you night get them all. Was uh, the uh, the Mickey Mouse Castle of Illusion uh, yes. new revision that Sega has done? Okay, and that also looked like an animated thing. I remember playing that with my wife, and it's cool. Well, she was my girlfriend at the time. It's uh-huh. cool thinking of these games where you're playing even if it's a single player thing but there's an audience with you engaged in the experience beside you right turning it into a social deal and that's one that it was i remember playing the the sega genesis castle of illusion with her and both of us were just astounded was she did she take the controller yeah absolutely she, both of us were astounded at the the sort of animation quality and the the level of detail and the and the love well she pretended to be no, astounded are, because she wanted to get what you have in your pants no, listen, she wanted the front and the back and she's like yeah Vic it's awesome and boy did she get it after let's a few make out later <laughs> all this castle of illusions making me hot <laughs> but you know what there are moments that I I remember vividly sharing with her playing games and we, we beat Smash TV together and we played Mario oh, Kart love. together and uh, you know Sonic the Hedgehog we played together and I remember her watching Tomb Raider and being you know super impressed with Lara Croft as a character and her you know acrobatics yeah, it's a new world then and Eco 1997. and even Grand Theft Auto 3 and it's incredible when you can bring someone that doesn't really engage with this stuff like we do and they are entertained or, or they get to experience it and appreciate it like that, you know? That is, it, it kind of, it underlines something about why this matters so much to us, this, this medium, you know? It's really cool. You know, one of my, one of my favorite ways to, to do multiplayer, you know I'm not a multiplayer gamer guy, that's yeah. a well-established fact at this point in history, but yeah. I, like to, uh, I like to go through the single-player experience in a game by trading controllers. My friend John in Boston, we that's used awesome. to do that. Yeah. It's one of the things I miss about you know, going to visit together, him I know. in Boston, and I we know. Would, and we would just go. We would buy all the beer in Boston. And we would put it in his refrigerator, and we would just stay in his house for three days. And we would we would get a big stack of games, and we would just go through them one at a time. Yeah. And usually there was a game that he and I would just we would just go at it, and we would just go back and forth, back and forth. And he, you know, I'd play through a couple levels. And Need for Speed, 
Hot most Pursuit. wanted. Most hot, wanted. No, no, it was Need for Speed Hot Pursuit. That two on the we PS2 went back and forth on. Classic. Man, I yeah. remember we did that, and uh, I missed that. I missed that about. Well, you know, I missed that about being an old drunk. It was fun. Well, you know? yeah, I can't you know do it, it is, anymore. Is we, I can't we drink. Are all, we are gluttons for this digital collection. All of us, I think, we have this stockpile of entertainment that we're downloading either for our our phones or our. Uh, computers or our game systems or, or whatever now and we all have access to everything our Netflix accounts and everything and I think we're cocooning and I hope that we we sort of come through the other end of this and start to recognize the value in a social uh, get-together around entertainment like this and I think Rock Band cracked that I think Rock Band was a great example of the best way to kind of you know entertain a group of people through interactive entertainment. We yeah. need more stuff like that. I, I we is trying and Tower like, Falls trying. I like the idea of conquering something with somebody else. Me too. I don't like, like I shoot you in the ass and you shoot me in the ass. That gets now tiresome, I, Let's yeah. level up. Yeah, you know? for sure. But, I do. There's something. There's a. There's a unique kind of bonding there. And but it can't you really just be only fighting games. And you can only do that in games. Like only in games is that. That's the. It's the only medium where you can have this kind of fun. Where you right. do. Where you work together on right. something like that. Yeah. I love that. Uh, you know, there is. I did see uh, one. I think it's the sign of the apocalypse this week. What's that? Well, the a movie uh, starring uh, Jason Sudeikis. And Jennifer Aniston, where she takes off her clothes, did you where just the Millers the quote, quote symbols over movie. You did over starring. I think yeah. I don't. I don't know what they're doing in this movie. Yeah. Uh, you and I didn't enjoy this movie at it's all. Terrible. In fact, we're if the Millers we, sucked. If we're British, we would refer to this movie as rubbish. Yeah. And uh, uh, it, the movie has made over a hundred million dollars so far. There's something about these. I don't understand. I really don't understand. I don't understand the world we live in. Yeah, it's it was kind of trying to you know mimic the National Lampoon kind of vibe, this sort of outdated comedy thing from the '80s and '90s. It was kind of lit right, like that. Right. It was shot like that. It was filled with totally. Characters I didn't think that about were, that. Yeah, you know, totally unbelievable. There was no heart. There was no nuance. And you know, when you compare that, or you know, it's you a also, shock. It's a series of things that are ridiculous, and, and, and they're not. And, and they're not even you know, shocking. It's like through yeah. the the prism of outdated. You know, comedic storytelling, they're trying to get one over on us like The Hangover did, you know, which was this moment that the, this, this, you know, piece of time where all the rules were broken. And now everybody's out trying to capture a little bit of that hangover kind of hangover. And they're not able to. Um, and, you know, obviously Bridesmaids was uh, an example of that working and being successful. But I think the, the analogy and the, and the uh, comparison that you always bring up is the Seth Rogen uh, Bad Boy Club, you know, that group of, of comedic actors is actually delivering pretty consistently, you know, and Will Ferrell's trope, uh, troop is, is kind of bringing, you know, some pretty good quality stuff out well, I there. I guess they're trying to get a new troop together. I mean, the, the most embarrassing thing is, is, is seeing somebody who's, who's so accomplished, like Jennifer Aniston, still feel the need right. to lead with her body. Yeah. Why? After yeah, all these years, do you st why do you why do you still feel the need to fucking do this? Cup, just fucking act, like yeah. evolve as a performer, challenge right. yourself as an artist. Don't just do like a tit show in this tepid comet. Like, come on, you're all better than this. You people are better than this. You people who have gone to see this movie Did you are see better that? than this. You deserve Did better. Did you see the heat? I didn't see the heat. I want to see that. I mean, I don't know if it's if it's a great. We see movie everything together. You know what I see. Well, you sometimes you go off. We didn't, we didn't that review often, that yeah. one, but sometimes you go off to the theaters on the weekends, and you you have uh, do when I have my man weekends. Yeah, I yeah. go off. You go and hang out. 
you know, I like movies. I like Britishisms. I yeah. like like rubbish. Right. I like when they say brilliant to one another. Can we start saying brilliant to each other on the show more? I, I like uh, the Coen Brothers from uh, We Are the Miller, uh, the the uh, Miller's Crossing. Speaking of Millers, I like the Coen Brothers uh, '30s slang. Can we bring that back? Can well, we, say, well, let's, can we do my slang first and then okay. go to your slang? Okay. All right. We'll Jesus. start with your slang and then we will slowly evolve okay. to the now, Coen Brothers. The one Millers. little bit of uh, British slang I want everyone to start using out there. Yeah. They don't call it a paper route. Is that what you used to call it? Paper, paper route. route? Yeah. What would you say? Paper route. Paper route. Yeah. It's called a paper round over there. A paper round? Yeah. That's really? That's what they call it. Yeah. Oh, that's you can cool. get a paper round. Yeah. I like so that. If you want to earn a little bit of extra money. That's Kids get awesome. a paper round. Yeah. That is awesome. Okay, say it in a British accent. I can't. I Come don't on. really. Oh, I need. That's your British accent. Yeah, let's hear your Vin Diesel. Uh, I can't do Vin Diesel. He's uh, impossible. He's a, he is impossible. Go ahead and try it at home. Can't do it. Uh, I mean, I, I, what does he say? Do it at does the he same have a tagline? I think that's part uh, of the problem. Is First, I'm going to kill that one. Then I'm going to have yeah. sex with that alien. Yeah, then I'm going to kill it. Then I'm going to go then hide I'm in gonna a go hole. I'm going <laughs> to find a furry puppy dog and make friends with him. It's, it's like a zebra crossed with a dingo. He's the, impossible to do. He's got the most distinctive look and voice, yes. I think, of any action we hero. We had fun at Riddick, though. I we, liked We were Riddick. both like a little giddy because we were enjoying it so much yep it was a nice surprise it's out today and then if it you're kinda, hearing the podcast it, it, on the Friday and just just go in full disclosure it kind of goes to shit at the end yeah it's but the action you were okay movie. with the shit happening and, you at know, the honestly, end honestly like it's this third act problem, right? And uh, Damon Lindelof was talking about it. Movies have been around for over a hundred years. I know, but this genre is so limiting. And fucking and, figure and, it out. You know, it's like this. this Looper had a great third act. Which one? Looper. Yeah, I know. Great third but they, act. You know, they can't all be Looper. Yeah, you were saying that earlier today. They you know, can't all be Looper. We need the lows to offset the highs. We need to know what the lows are so the Loopers can be the Loopers. Yeah, and we couldn't have gone in I agree with feeling you. like this was going to suck ass more. You know, like we both were I like, didn't like Pitch Black, and I didn't like the second I one. I liked Pitch Black. That's shit. And, but I, I didn't love it. I liked it. And I thought Chronicles of Riddick... I can't remember a damn second. He's of that somebody movie. who, over the course of his career, I like more and more. Me too. I don't know why, because I really disliked him in the beginning, well, and he he, he, he seems know. like a conceited jerk, and he's so full of himself. But and, and it, some of that comes off in the movie too. Like some of it, it sounds like the I'm lines. I'm okay with it though. Feel like they're so forced and and rehearsed and, and yeah. yeah first, like I'm gonna try to create the kill you the Arnold Schwarzenegger kind of aura. And he's working his ass off to do that. But it's almost like but a Clint does, Eastwood thing. He, and he overcomes that cheeseballness by his you know, uniqueness and his individuality. And you know that this was just sheer will that this sequel even got made. Because right. this franchise well, doesn't really deserve to be a franchise, if you think about it. You know, It deserves to have sort of just kind of been forgotten and... and I, I, I he's think, moved on to become more successful in Fast and the Furious. So. I think he, he's very aware of his cheesiness, though. And I think that I, I that's think what I a, like about him. You know, too. The Rock's the same way. He's aware of his own cheesiness. You totally. Know? You know, and they're both kind of geeks. They're both muscle-bound geeks, and they're very aware that they appeal to geeks as well. They're, they're both kind of, you know, living larger-than-life, super-heroic geeks, you know? And they're a, a fan for a lot of this stuff, just like we are. And I think that that sort of 
engagement with fans and that sort of uh, you know desire to make something that fanboys and 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 uh, fans of fantasy and 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 uh, science fiction and stuff that these guys dip into with the genres that they play with is it's pretty cool let it's me ask you compelling. a question Have, yeah. and I know, uh, I know NFL season is starting soon we'll get to that soon <laughs> yeah, talk about football <laughs> that's another podcast uh, but uh, have you ever met him I met The Rock. I haven't met Vin Diesel. He was at a party that I was at. Whoa, so you guys were in the same room together. We were very close to each other. And were you at James Cameron's table? Uh, yeah, Jim and, then, and I were, were uh, having some scotch. And, then, and uh, Tom Cruise was uh, then, drunk as usual. Later on, submarine yeah. races? Uh, no, I was just at a party that Vin Diesel yeah. was at, but I didn't talk to him, and he was he was over in the corner Victor, with a lot of honeys. First I'm going to kill that one, <laughs> then I'm going to kill that one. Then I'm gonna get into a hole. I'd Remember like how to we talk used to? to him. We used I'd like to. to talk I, yeah, I would, let's let's get him on the podcast. Okay, sure. Vin, if you're out there, Vin, I know you're listening. You you uh, you tweet us tweet about us all constantly. The time. You're yeah. like, oh, Vic and Scott. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, come on the podcast. Hey, open invitation, buddy. Yeah, and anytime. You don't even need to bring the rock. Just no, be you. We're okay without the. Rock. I have met the Rock. I interviewed him on the uh, at, at the carpet of an award show. Is he huge or what? He's huge and charming Jesus. and genuine. And uh, funny. Well, and speaking he, of The Rock, the, the Bautista, I think he's another one of these. I uh, love that guy. Is David he a Bautista? WWE guy? Pardon me? He's a WWE guy. Yeah, he's a wrestler guy. guy. Okay. And he's in this Riddick movie, and he's really cool. He's got some nice personality. I like his little the little arc of his career. Totally. He was the best thing about that uh, the Man with the Iron Fist movie. The, yeah, um, I remember that. Uh, yeah, he was scary in that movie. He was terrific. You in couldn't the movie stop him because he, was, he. What did he have? The, the he was gold or something. or something. Yeah, yeah. he was. I don't. I, that movie was shit. The movie was pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we but, have to watch Star Trek Into Darkness on Blu-ray. I just remember that we have to do that. Yes, we do. Over the weekend, maybe we'll do it down in the basement. And neither The Rock, Vin Diesel, or David Bautista are in that thing. So we're going to answer some listener uh, listener mail in a minute. But I, t- I had a dream about Harrison Ford. Can I tell you about it? Okay. So the other night I went to bed. I yep. got cats all over me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You and, you and your 80 cats. <laughs> I've been going to bed so early now that I'm at my advanced age. And your pile of shopping bags. Are <laughs> I've got my, you know, a pile of old New York Times next to the bed. It really is. It's a beautiful sight over where I live. And I, and I actually said this before I got into bed. I said, hey, cats, it's the best time of the day when we all get to get into bed together. Did you really? I really said it out is this, loud. Is this podcast turning into a, a cry for help for you? What's, anyway. What's happening? Okay. My cry for help is next week. Okay. But, I uh, so I had this dream. I, I dreamed that I was in a restaurant, and yeah. uh, and uh, Harrison Ford walked in, and yeah. he was huge. Right. Like he was like a full head taller than everybody. And I'm a tall man. Right. And I'm just like Jesus. I did not know that Harrison I, Ford was I that big. Refer to you as the Sasquatch. Sasquatch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's an inside joke nobody's gonna get that so anyway he's walking around this restaurant i'm like harrison ford is here harrison ford is here uh should i say something to him i mean he's you i know you've seen him before in real life but yep. i never had so yep. i'm in this dream just dream version dream scott yep. is looking at dream harrison ford who's a giant apparently did, well let me ask you a question did he look just like me uh, there was some resemblance. Okay. Yes, good. I know right. that, that's that Ruby Ruby is spot. Ruby sees Harrison Ford on TV and thinks that it's you on TV. I know. And, and, I, and I, I and you don't mind that. She's my favorite. She is your favorite. Yeah. I know. I, you, I used to be your favorite. 
but I have fallen. Anyway, I, I, I'm looking at him. I'm trying to decide, and the dream Scott is trying to decide if you should go up to him and talk to him or not. And then all of a sudden, for some reason, I woke up. Boom, big erection. What? <laughs> Shut up. No. Take that story back. Sometimes you just, you no, doesn't, it's not on. a sex thing. Oh, it's just like the, when you lay down, oh, when you're man. prone. Look, I even leaned in to hear the story a little bit better. Blood goes Take to different back. parts of your body. I don't even want to hear that. That's awful. That's terrible. Anyway. Let's get to the viewer mail. Oh, uh, it's not viewer mail. mail. Yeah, right. one day. No, listen, we're on YouTube. It's just a still image of us if you listen to the podcast. Yeah, just imagine our mouths moving. <laughs> Okay, here we All go. Right. This is from Wendy Bradley. How come you chose not to mention Shin Megami Tensei 4 during August's Rocket and Raygun show? Is it because, as an RPG, Scott thought it deserved a 5 out of 10? If so, shame. P.S. You lost a longtime viewer. Wow. Wendy Bradley, what do you say to her right now? I think uh, we uh, have to apologize because that got some huge scores for, from uh, Sean or Marissa. Was it in the show? <laughs> Yeah, we reviewed it. They Are loved it. Are you sure? It. Yeah, I'm pretty I sure. Know. I mean, God. When I see the word shin, I know. Oof, I just I know. tune. I know. I, I go right to sleep. It's I, like a blow dart I think right that to was, the neck. You know, that honestly could be an oversight. We may have to do something on the show. No, you know how the rocket and ray guns work? We do. Rob and I sit down. Yeah. And he gives me the list. This is Rob Koval, our producer on the show. And we try to decide what's going to make for the best, most watchable show. Now, if I look at this list, and in all likelihood, Rob would have put Shin Megami on it. I would have seen the word Shin. Right. So we can blame you. So then you can apologize to Wendy Wendy Bradley. Listen. Yes. I owe you an apology, and not only that, I'm sending you a breakfast pizza. Okay. Courtesy of Vic's Basement. (laughs) <laughs> you know, part of you know part of what has happened with that monthly rocket and ray gun awards. Obviously, it's been squashed because we're doing our daily top 100. So there no, was less time it. in the show. Oh yeah, there's less time to put in. Um, right. And but yeah, that should have been in there. And oh, had I known that that was cut out, I still am I glad it's not in there. Overruled. Enjoy your breakfast pizza. Compliments okay. of Vic's basement. Uh, we're moving on to the next one. We don't have a lot of time here. We got to keep moving. This okay. is from Jude Kirkham. I get it. I take it Getaway won't be making the top 100 movies list. No. That's the movie with, uh, what's yes. the little one from Disney? Yeah. Uh, Sophia. Uh, Selma. Radon no, Chong. No, what's her name? Sel- no, what, Selma, it's not Selma. Selma Hayek. No, it's not Selma Hayek. Selena Go- Gomez. Selma Gomez. Selena Gomez, yes. Speaking as someone, <laughs> and Ethan Hawke, speaking as someone who suffered through Cool World in high school. Remember that movie with yeah, Brad, Brad Pitt? Pitt? Yeah, Here's a tip for watching bad movies. Use lime instead of butter on your popcorn. Just oh. smuggle a lime or two into the theater and wow. squeeze away during the wow. bad scenes. Wow. Delicious and distracting! Exclamation point. Wow, <laughs> just, just, that is the best viewer mail we've ever had. That's just smuggle a lime or two into the theater and squeeze away <laughs> during the bad scenes. <laughs> that is the movie that I just went. I went crazy on the popcorn with, wasn't it? It was. I think the popcorn. Oh was my a, god! I've never seen you eat popcorn like that. that. You were thing. like a popcorn wood chipper. You just kept throwing it into your mouth. <laughs> your hand they is were, in the bag. They were our life preservers during that crap. Yeah. Two hours. That was a very long. profound thing that you. Yeah. Said. Yeah, that Vic, after we got out of the movie, he said sometimes our, our popcorn is like our life, our life preservers Save during me. these things. Popcorn. Okay, let's let's do a little quick reenactment of the getaway. Uh, I, need, uh, I need you to steer into the and drive over those people. Crash! I'm not crash. doing that. But your crash. wife will suffer. No, crash. save me! Save me! I hate you. I'm jumping out. Crash! Crash! All right, that's the getaway. Okay. Or just getaway, I'm sorry. There's yeah. no the. The getaway. This is from Albert Augustin. Hey, was, sir. That was a Steve McQueen movie in the 60s. The getaway, that's right. And, was and Ali then, McGraw in that? Man, yeah. I loved Ali McGraw. And then McGraw. Alec Baldwin and Kim Basinger 
made a, a remake, which wasn't very good. Have you Googled Ally McGraw lately? No. Yeah. yeah. It's brought to you by It's like a Scott's, Harrison Ford dream right there. Scott's love interests from the <laughs> 60s and 70s. Old ladies. I love old ladies. <laughs> Albert Augustin, this is the next letter here. Yep. Hey, Sir Vic and Sir Scott. Well, wow. we're, we're off to Whoa, a good, good start there. Okay, that's nice. Does he, uh, he mention anything about limes? No limes. Okay. <laughs> Just squeeze away during the bad scenes. <laughs> Uh, I was listening to episode 42 of the podcast, and I just want to thank the both of you for the advice given about making it into the business. Do you remember mm. that podcast? Did uh, we say something? I think that wa- was a viewer mail podcast or I'm a all- listener mail <clears throat> podcast. He says, I'm already a video game journalist for four different websites. Well, whew, wow. maybe this guy could throw a little work our way. <laughs> and I do it because I have a great passion and love for video games and for the gaming industry. But I am always willing to learn on how to become better at what I do. Thanks, guys, and more power to you. So oh, that's just that's a really, nice. That's sweet. That's that's you're just Albert. picking the uh, the suck ass uh, listener mail. No, the ones I, I that did are kiss, no, the Shinigami one. The right. woman we, we lost a viewer. We we started with a hard blow. So uh, yeah. we have lived a lot of life at this point. We've been, we've both been in this business for about forty two years. Yeah, and uh, we do know what we're talking about. And I guess we said something that inspired this guy and made him feel good about his career choice. It's you know it's hard to become. A video game journalist in the year 2013. I think I don't you just got to dig it. You got to love it. And you got to be yourself. And you got to let your own voice kind of blossom, right? you forgot the most important thing. What's that? You got to have a day job. And you got to have a day job right now. I think, and a yeah. sex tape. Yeah, the sex tape will never hurt. No. I mean, look at At whatever stage of your career. Right. Yeah. Like that, that one sex tape is like feeding 100 people right now. Which one? Who said did a sex tape? The Kim Kardashian. Didn't she have a sex tape? And she now, did. Now they have an empire. With Ray J. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I didn't. I never saw it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I went, who had the last big sex tape? Does Do people still do that? Anyway, uh, we'll move on. Yeah. I, I, don't, I know you don't this want to talk about that. This is the wrong podcast for that. <clears throat> it's not really. It's actually the perfect podcast for that question. I think you just had a sex tape with uh, Harrison Ford, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that story it, it took a turn. Yeah. Anyway, this is from Chase. Yeah. Please. Uh, this is a little bit weird. I feel okay. bad for this guy. Are we going to be It's just hard insulted? to read. It's hard to read. Okay, what is it? Please, your help is needed to save millions of dollars. A gaming thief is at large. What? And I'm trying to start a boycott movement. Mobage, Mobage is the social gaming website. Do you know this site? No. Mobage.com. No. No. Needs to be stopped. The game is Marvel War of Heroes. They have been doing something to every player. I don't want to say what he put in here. Uh, every player, I have nowhere left to turn. I've watched your show since it started. I love the show. I wish I'd seen a bad review of this game to prevent me from spending over $6,000 oh, no. on this free game. Oh, no. Thank you for your time, Chase. Oh, no. Yeah. Guys, guys. Guys. Don't spend. Guys, for the last time, listen please, to Vic. Please, do what you can. Not to spend more than a hundred bucks on any game, like make that your limit. Like honestly, even a hundred is a lot. That's a lot of money. That yeah, but you, could you know, take a lady out for a nice meal like, or honestly, a giant even, Harrison even Ford. Even the MMOs, like at, at a certain point, there's like there is no shortage. There's no shortage of fun things and lots of cool communities and lots of great experiences that you can have with video games and like. You know, I know guys that make games. And uh, you know what they call people who spend money like that? Well, that that isn't even that. I know what they call they call them the whales. And they I, call I think them this whales. Is, this that's is right. the term right now that's out there. There are companies right now in the free to play kind of uh, 
uh, in-app purchasing kind of model right now that are chasing uh, players that spend six figures yes. into the hundreds of thousands of dollars on games. It's not healthy. And a lot of companies are kind of pivoting and chasing just those players. They don't care about the guys that spend hundreds or thousands. They, or, you know, women or whoever's doing it. Sorry, I just burped. They just want the whales. They want the 100,000-plus right. consumer out there that's just dropping buckets of cash on all kinds of things. And, I mean, honestly, I mean, I know this stuff is addicted. It's addictive. It's engineered to be addictive. Just be careful. There's so many great things that you can spend your dough on and have an awesome time with. You don't have to go crazy on one experience. But it's like, it's, it reminds me of a story I read in the New York Times magazine. Oh, Mr. High and Mighty. Oh, I read the New York Times. Matt, Matt, Matt. Thank you for making fun of yourself. I, <laughs> you're doing my work for me, man. You were it's right awesome. there. I knew you it was the coming. You were the So, uh, so it was about uh, the, fa- the, um, the snack food industry and how right. all of those foods, like as soon as you open one of those bags and you smell the aroma coming from your bag of ketchup chips, or I don't even want to say what some of the brands yeah, are. I mean, these are scientists building. They are, they're built yeah. by scientists to yes. appeal to your most base instincts. Yes. And you, the reason you can't stop eating them is because they are engineered that way. Yeah. And so that's why I, you know I can't eat some of those things. You know what happens? And listen, some snack foods and, and everything in moderation. The, I, if, if you get so addicted to anything, whether it's a game or, a, or junk food or whatever, that it really impacts your health and your well-being, yeah. you're going to hate that. Yeah. And it doesn't deserve your hate. Well, you don't feel good about yourself. You're going to hate that. You're going to hate yourself. It, and it doesn't deserve the hate. It just deserves... It should be a source of joy. Listen, so it, like if you go over the deep end with this stuff, whatever it is, so that it becomes this albatross in your life, just be careful. You know, enjoy this stuff. This stuff is is made by human beings to make life better and make life fun. Keep it that way. Listen, we're talking about health here, and, and everybody who listens to the podcast, I presume they watch the show or both shows that, yes. that we're on. Yeah. And people can see very clearly that we have big open faces. We're very healthy. We don't have a lot of acne. <laughs> we're, we're... <laughs> What's going on? But listen, you you are you are one of the healthiest motherfuckers I know. Uh. And let's give everybody a health tip. And I'm going to start with one from me right now, okay? You're here comes, super healthy. Here you're, comes, you're, you're built like uh, you're auditioning for... Magic Mike 2, that's right. Yeah. Uh, but listen, yeah. I, I can't really dance. But right. I always buy a large bag of almonds. Right. And everywhere I go, I, I bring almonds with me. And in case I get a little hungry, I have some almonds. Now, I, they're raw. You need a handful. They're raw yeah. almonds, right? Yeah. And they're not the most fun to eat because you want to get the ones that are roasted or maybe they have like a little salt on them or maybe some sea salt or maybe a little hint of lime. Those are not good for you. Get the raw ones. They suck, but you eat them and you get a nice, steady jolt of energy. Well, they, of course, f- your they, day. No, you do your health tip. Go ahead. They, well, they fill you up and you don't have to eat It's like eating wood chips sometimes. It's yeah, not fun. Yeah, but they're so good. You're like, I, I, oh, what I am I eating? Them. You know what I like to eat? I, what do you like? Uh, a few dates with, with uh, raw almonds. Ah, dates. I can't Ooh. eat dates Dates or sugar? Date, dates and prunes I don't really get I like into. them. They're tasty. Uh, I would say... Um, uh, you take any supplements? No, I don't. Not e- yeah, I, we, I should, don't, we should I, probably be taking stuff for our prostates. I don't take anything. But okay. I, 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 the leafy green that I eat is spinach. I put spinach into every... Spinach is great. What about kale? Sandwich. You get some kale going? 
Uh, I just have kale chips every once You got a smoothie while. operation over there? No. Which we, oh, you tried to make some carrot juice yeah, a few weeks ago. What yeah, happened to that? It was terrible. I love carrot juice. And if you're going to buy juice, only buy carrot juice. Yeah, juice juice is a killer. Juice is a we killer. We have a doctor friend, Dr. Yeah. Allie Zentner, yeah. and uh, she hates juice. Carrot juice is great. Yeah, I went over to her house for brunch a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And they were doing mimosas, and I don't drink anymore. And so at the end of the brunch, she had a big jug of orange juice, and I took it home. And then she called me when I got home. She said, dump that down the drain. I don't want you drinking that. It's so bad for you. It has so much sugar in it. Yeah. And people don't realize they're like, I'll just have a juice. I know. The concentrated sugars, and and, uh, it's just too much with the the fruit juices and stuff. But I, I, I do... So You're very healthy. The philosophy that carrot juice is good for you. I watch you when you eat, and I think, is that something that I would eat? And it looks like it's having a nice effect. You don't eat sugar. No. Yeah, that's one yeah of I don't eat sugar. I don't eat meat. That's great. Um, I eat seafood. Uh, you know, but I also feel like everybody has a different, uh, you know. How are your shits? <laughs> They're fine. I think everybody's got a different sort of health barometer and, and a physical physical physicality physicality no phys- physiology physiology that's yes. the word I'm looking for. Everybody's got a, a different physiology. You do. You got to play with it. People, yeah, you've got to find what's good for gotta you. Find what makes works you feel for your good system. And makes you feel it gets you the and, biggest shit in the morning. <laughs> and being should regular look like is a, super important. Should Absolutely. look like a meatloaf in there. Absolutely. Or, or maybe disgusting. <laughs> Why, like let's not let's not get into that. Let's not describe. <laughs> Poo, okay? <laughs> on, I'm a so dad. Fun. I see enough of it. All right, that okay. is true. You do see a lot All over right, at the house. Okay, okay we got a couple more uh, observations right, and okay. questions here, and okay, then we'll be up? done for the day, okay? All right. This is from Martin Ascot. Question. As a kid, I played Donkey Kong, mm-hmm. which at the time was revolutionary. These days, I play games like Mass Effect 3, which make games like Donkey Kong seem rudimentary by comparison. My yeah. question is, do you think the kids growing up today who play Mass Effect will look back in 10 to 15 years and find it rudimentary? Yes. Or have we reached the pinnacle of gaming with the next-gen tech that is coming out later this year? And I have an answer for this. I'm sure you do, too. It's probably yeah. the same answer. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that all of the stuff that we play right now that is blowing our minds will look really primitive. I just think about Grand Theft Auto 3, which wasn't that long ago, and how amazing that was, and uh, how revolutionary it was. And now it, it just looks like a bunch of blocks walking around. You know, you know? it's going to sound funny because I'm going to plug another website, but it's a website I used to write for. It was one of the websites that I got to start on before yep. I really got established as a game writer. Yeah. Uh, and that was GameCritics.com. Oh, These are just a bunch of guys. What is it? Hustler.com? <laughs> no, it's not Hustler. Uh, but uh, this this site, one of the guys who runs the site, uh, his name's Chi Kong Lu. Yeah. And uh, he's a nice guy, a super smart guy. We used to have lots of long talks about video games. And he always would say that the games we're playing now are the cave paintings for where we're going to be. Totally. Like they're as crude as looking back yeah. at the Los, what are they, was Lascaux or what are the cave yeah. paintings in France. They're as crude as looking at those cave paintings of people like chasing buffalo or whatever, getting hunted down by right. other buffalo. I don't know what happened to people back then. Well, you there. know what? I, I think all you have to do is look at the way that 3D... Jesus, what is this? Your mom got the washing machine yeah. on the spin cycle up there? What is that? <laughs> the washing machine's from 1973. It still works fine. Man, alive. It's great. No, but uh, I think all you got to do is look at games like Popo and Yo, and these indie games that are using 3D technology, which used to cost a fortune to kind of implement. And you, you look at services like Unity and, you know, there's off-the-shelf technology and stuff like that. So developers that don't have, you know, a lot of dough or a big team or whatever are able to make 3D games and deliver them in a bunch of different ways. And they're telling 
innovative stories with them, they're taking us in different directions with them. And this is all just starting to happen right now. So to think that, you know, people with maybe two or three other folks are able to build really rich, deep, compelling, thoughtful, story-driven 3D games mm -hmm. today, like that's just gonna bode so well for where the medium is gonna take us in the future. And of course, people that are already toying with the Oculus Rift or whatever Sony might have in store with their VR headset, which apparently we're going to be seeing at TGS. There's going to be some kind of PS4. Uh, yeah, we're going to TGS. Yeah, there might be some kind of 3D Oculus Rift type device for the PS4. Shit. That is, I think, another huge leap forward where we're going to see VR technology actually work and be efficient and, and blow our minds when we're jumping into some of these game worlds and stuff like that. I think that is also an, an, a huge leap forward technologically. Uh, but I, I think it's got more to do with the maturity of the way that the, the stories are conveyed and the communication is conveyed through video games that is the next evolution of the medium. I don't think that this transition so much is about more polygons on screen or more sort of graphical flourish. I think it's about maturity. I think it's about... Uh, characters that we really care about. I think it's about really thoughtful, beautiful storytelling, like in Gone Home or The Last of Us, you know? I think it's, I, I think that's where our next evolutions are gonna be in this next five or, or 10 years. But yeah, absolutely, all of the stuff that we're seeing in Mass Effect, which was a, you know, an absolute revolutionary, revolutionary story-driven experience, that's just dipping our toe in. We're really just getting started. You know, uh before I go to bed at night and have my Harrison Ford dreams, yes. I, uh, I can feel it out there. Yeah. I can feel the dreamers in the game business dreaming their dreams. Well, this is the thing. And they are making up some new shit right now yeah. that is going to blow our minds. And I know this is awfully optimistic coming from oh, me. I mean, honestly. But it's, like, a, it's happening right now. And you know what? We're not going to see it in six months. Probably in a year or two, totally. we're going to see some stuff that is going to blow our heads well, clean off. And I think it's really smart what PlayStation and Xbox are doing with the new machines. You know, they're not so obtuse they're not so difficult and even the wii u like they're opening them up so indie developers can get their stuff out there they're not these crazy difficult devices to build that are going to crush teams and and put companies out of business they're they're systems that people are familiar with that have a lot of horsepower that have a lot of ram and they're going to they're be able to build sensational looking stuff for these new software mm -hmm. platforms and deliver them in a lot of interesting new ways and I think that is really going to push the uh, the content in this industry forward in some really significant ways over the next few now, years. Before everybody goes to sleep tonight, yeah. I want everyone to just take a moment and feel those dreamers out there yeah, dreaming their that, dreams. Feel that. Feel it because you can feel it. It's like a little. It just feels like a little buzz. Feels like a little tickle. Dude, we've we've devoted a lot of our passion and our heart and our soul and our time and our love. Uh, to this medium over the the last 20 years this is our so. career this is it, all we do it is our this is all we know how to do but it, it it also is the most exciting in my opinion the most exciting medium that human beings have created so far and yeah. it is it is limitless in its potential it, it actually takes everything that we've learned from those cave paintings on forward everything that we've learned in, in the way that we convey a story or express something to somebody else whether it's through music or or paintings or uh, animation, everything that we've learned takes yeah. all of it, combines it into one beautiful piece of art that is then brought to life with your 
imagination and your gameplay skills, which is unbelievable. You become a part of this art, which so, is so profound. So a couple of weeks ago, yeah, I got into a bike accident. Yes, you did. And I've, I've, I was, I tried to pull off a crazy move, and I, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't quite make it. And so I got a big scab on my arm. Yeah. This is the first time I've had a scab in twenty years. Yep. It is so fun to just always just touch that scab. To pick the scab. Touch the scab. And you were so worried that you were going to hurt your face, and then your hands. Because well, imagine if you had hurt your face for TV, and then your hands for playing games. You would. You wouldn't. Like discriminate against my busted up face, would you? Yeah, I wouldn't be a, on the show. Yeah, we put a bag over your head. I would have like an elephant man burlap sack <laughs> over my head. The unknown comic. So uh, we are going to Tokyo. Yeah. Are you ready to travel? Uh, I'm not ready for Tokyo because next week we're in Montreal. So yeah, we're uh, away for most of this month. We're gonna have to do a lot of these uh, basements on the we, road. We are gonna have some pretty cool special guests in the next few weeks. Absolutely. That, that sounds good. I have one more. Uh, it's kind of a longer one. I'm gonna read it quickly, but it's so nice. I can't not read it. Okay. okay? Right. I like these nice. I, I like that you're handpicking all of these very complimentary. I, uh, I know you think I don't do anything around here, it's but I'm, I'm busy. I okay. Hi, I've been meaning to write this fan letter to you for some time. This is from a lady named Catherine Richardson. I hope okay. it's useful, particularly since I doubt I'm your target demographic, 50-plus and female. Wow. I wonder if she's available. Okay. I want to let you know what I think Rotor does so well that makes it so appealing to me. What I like, the video editing of games and movies is terrific. It provides a sly counterpoint to the item being discussed, and I will often stick with a segment. Bravo just to, see, to all of our editors right just there. Just to see what snark the video provides. Unlike <laughs> some other shows, the hosts are talking to us face-to-face -face throughout. That was all part of your vision. Right. We never see the backside of a, of a device as someone is navigating on a tablet. No. The two hosts per segment format makes for great debate, and the quality of those discussions are usually very high. Wow. No, she just doesn't say usually. She just says are very high. The hosts never say they love or hate one something. They say why and put it in the context of other games slash movies slash gadgets. The segment links are well-timed. There is a nice variety of coverage in each episode. There's at least one segment of direct interest to me, a 50-plus year old woman. I get the most value from the iOS reviews. That's Sean and Marissa. Yeah. But for the reasons I've mentioned, I usually watch the whole show. I like more gadget reviews. I'd like more gadget reviews, but I expect that depends on what the manufacturers provide. Reviews on the Run has introduced me to a new way of thinking about games and gaming. At one time, I'd have said that I'm not a gamer because I don't play FPS games, but the show has introduced me to different categories of games and helped me to define where my interests are. That's awesome. And since I'm the one who tends to make the technology purchases in our family, I use it as part of my research when I'm considering buying a game or gadget. I hope cool. these comments are useful, and thank goodness for the PBR since our local station, then she has a parenthetical medicine hat. Yeah. Keeps bouncing you all over the schedule. <laughs> Regards, Catherine Richardson. Thank you, Catherine Richardson. You are our listener letter of the day. That is awesome. Isn't that sweet? That's so kind. You're speechless right now. Yeah, it's really, really wonderful to hear feedback like that. And, you know, like, that's what I hoped for these shows. I, I, I wanted to make programming around this content that was human, you know, that mm -hmm. was filled with people that other people would connect with and I, I recognized because I loved you know Siskel and Ebert when I was growing up that it they helped me appreciate the films because I loved those two so much and I liked getting to know who they were and that was absolutely the inspiration for reviews on the run I mm -hmm. wanted people to know who we were God, so that they could help so we could help kind of 
bring people into the love that we have for this stuff, you know? And uh, yeah, it's, it's reaffirming to hear that that is seen and appreciated. And, you know, and frankly, it's always been a surprise to me that, that there haven't been more... I burped again t- a little. <laughs> there haven't been more TV shows around this kind of content because it's so fascinating to me and obviously to the viewers and to, to our listeners out there. And, and it really is about the people, you know, whether it's the people we interview on, on uh, EP or it's the people that we have reviewing the stuff on Reviews in the Run. It's, you need the people. You can't just have product after product after product. No. People see through that. People, one thing I know about people, they like looking at other people. Yeah. Even somebody like me who doesn't even like other people, I like looking at other people. <laughs> uh, well, people make this stuff, you know. We're not yeah. just a bunch of robots, and we just aren't, we, we aren't robot consumers not that yet. need to be programmed to just consume stuff. We need to right. feel something for the stuff we buy. And if you talk to people about why they work so hard to build stuff, and then if you have reviewers that are actual human beings that we get to see in their eyes, uh, their truthful reactions to this content, you're going to make compelling stuff. And that's what we've been doing since 1997 on TV, you know? and. And uh, Catherine, you uh, you fill my heart. That was a really really nice thing. To, she also gets a breakfast pizza. Compliments of she gets a breakfast pizza. Vic's absolutely. basement. Listen, uh, one more uh, little listener th- email. This just yeah. came through the the regular website. We are the publicist for Lavar Burton. Who do we talk about booking him as a guest? Listen to this. Now that's Jordy LaForge. Lavar Burton wants to be on the show. Wants to be on the show. Oh my God, that's awesome. What do you think? I think that'd be incredible. Mm, okay, let's do it. All right, Lavar Burton is okay. going to come on Vic's Basement Podcast. Oh my God, all the Star Trek fans in the in the uh, company are going to go crazy. We're going to be so we're going to be in Montreal. Yes, I just I need it. Oh my God, I got to find a cat sitter. <laughs> uh, going to be in Montreal. Then we we come home for like a minute, and yeah. then we go to Tokyo. Yes. And uh, this September is, is crazy. This is the life we have chosen for ourselves. Yeah. Now, the downside of that is Grand Theft Auto V comes out I know. while we're traveling. So How we, are we supposed to play it? We are going to have to play it. Uh, How I, I are we think, supposed to play it? I'm this is the biggest game console. of the year. I, I think I want to bring my PS3 on the road. I actually really do. And um, Yeah, I'm not doing that. Uh, but we're not going to be the ones that are reviewing it first. It's going to be... Uh, what are you talking about? It's going to be Sean and Marissa that are going to be reviewing it first, and then we're going to be doing the second opinion. So we are going to have to see what those two have to say about this thing, and then we are going to review it later on. It's a pretty big that's game a, for those guys to review. That's a huge task, man. I know. That's a big chunk of video game right I there. I can't that's wait, a lot. though. I cannot wait. Well, it's, a, it's more than a game. I know. But you know what we come back to in October? Hmm. Batman. Bat- Batman? Batman. Arkham do? Origins All right, and Blackgate. On the Vita, oh my God! What is Blackgate? That's the uh, the 2D scrolling. That's who I want to have on the podcast. Shit. I want to have the. Uh, I really have to read your newsletter. I want to have the guys that worked on the Blackgate game on the podcast. All right, maybe that's a private because one because they worked you on do. Metroid as well. Oh, did they? Yep. It's retro. Yep. Oh, okay. Uh, Mark I Pacini. like retro. Yeah. Well, no, it's not retro. They they split off and they started their own studio. I forget the name of it. Architecture or something like that. Or well, uh, we really need to do something. some pre-production <laughs> next time. So th- we made it through the whole podcast without anyone mentioning your mom. Yes. Well, we did mention her. She had the yeah, washing machine she's going. She's got the, the washing spin. machine going. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> shout out to my mom. 
We love Vic's you, Mom. Mom. Hey. We're going to miss her when we're on the road. I know. Vic's basement's going to have to travel with us. Maybe we she can bring just... bring stench everywhere. We, that's right. We're going to put. We're going to be taking our hustlers and our bad smell <laughs> to the airport, and we're going to fly away. So, uh, you know, and, and we are inching ever closer to these new machines. They're coming, but uh, we have to give another big shout-out and a Go big ahead. thank you to Sony and PlayStation. The PlayStation, PlayStation 4, 4 launches on November 15th, so pre-order or order that thing if you haven't. If or you're dream about pre-ordering it. And maybe a giant it. Harrison Ford will you walk into your dream. Ford will be able to play the PlayStation 4 in oh. your dreams. And we will see you next week. Thanks for listening. Basement. Okay, bye everybody. Thank you. Hey, bye and bye from Lonnie your, Anderson. You forgot your Stitcher. Stitcher! Are we still Stitchering? Yeah, Stitcher. Okay, Stitcher. Stitcher, iTunes, YouTube now. Stitcher! And of course, FixBasement.com. Thanks for listening, everybody. Right. So long, folks. They already know all this, though. Why do we plug it at the end? They like they it. They, they like it. They know where they're listening to it. They're into they're it. They're so weird. Just be quiet now. Okay.